0: Welcome to That's Agritastic, the show that celebrates the scope and diversity of agriculture across the country. I'm Pete Emmons, your host. Today, we are spotlighting the Purdue University College of Agriculture. Joining me is my very special guest. It's Dean Karen Plott. Hey, Karen, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm happy to be here today. Hey, I know that you are dealing with mega things going on all the time in your ag college, and I really appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to really open the Purdue University College of Ag doors and really give us a special, capsulized view. You know, but before we uh, jump into really our main topic, we always like to have some fun and hear some uh, interesting facts about your background. Now, I understand uh, that you had a very keen interest uh, in your early teen years in animal science. How did that come about? Yeah,
1: I actually did not live on a farm, but we had animals growing up, and we lived in a sort of rural community, uh, so really had a passion for animals and a passion for science. In junior high, I actually asked for a microscope for Christmas, as I was very interested in the biology. So was able then to think about combining animal and animal science and that's what got me where I am today.
0: Excellent. Now you ended up uh, going to the University of Vermont and majoring in actually in animal science then. Mm-hmm. I did. And then you ended up uh, going on pursuing further uh, education at Penn State University and then received your doctorate at Cornell. That's correct. Excellent. And you've had an extremely interesting career journey. The one thing that really stood up to me is, wow, you worked for NASA as a lead scientist?
1: That is correct.
0: I Uh, bet you could write a book about that at some time.
1: Yeah, there's lots of fun (laughs) stories about things we did at NASA.
0: And then you ended up working at the University of Vermont uh, for several years in several capacities. Then it looks like on to Michigan State and now uh, close to over 12 years at Purdue.
1: That is exactly right. And I started in 2010. So, yep, I'm going into my 12th year soon here.
0: And you uh, you also have a claim to fame there as being the first female dean at the College of Ag at Purdue.
1: That is correct.
0: So, wow. kudos to you uh, for that. Now, you know, staying in a position uh longer than I would say five or six years now. doesn't seem to really be the new norm these days, but here you are over 12 years and lots of experiences. We could take the whole show and just reflect on all your experiences, but we've got a long ways to go here. But if you look back on your career journey to this point, if you had two or three really freeze frame, special moments that you're really proud of, what would those be?
1: I'm sorry, I missed what you said.
0: I said, uh, if you uh, reflect back in your career to this point, yeah, uh, and you look at uh, just a couple, maybe two or three freeze frame special moments that you're really proud of, what would those be? Uh sure,
1: uh, lots of them, but I'll, I'll highlight a, a couple things. I think one of the first ones you always have to highlight is your first day on the job, and that was at the University of Vermont, and as an assistant professor. In, It was a big, big snowstorm that day, just like it is today, (laughs) except this is actually smaller than we get in Vermont. And they showed me to my office and said, okay, start your job. Nothing else (laughs) happened. (laughs) And it was just an interesting first day. Um, uh, Why don't I bring one up about NASA uh, that I think is kind of neat. So um, many of you may remember that John Glenn Um, did two flights, one when he was younger and then uh, when he was older on the space shuttle. And because I was the lead scientist for for NASA at that time, we actually uh, were down at Johnson Space Center and I got to sit in the seat that John Glenn was sitting in, the mock shuttle, (laughs) and emulate what he was doing, um, flying the shuttle or being one of the people in the shuttle. So it was just a memorable day to be sitting in there uh, thinking John Glenn sat in the seat just a little bit before I did. And, uh, you know, then he went, of course, onto a successful space flight trip. So those are just a couple. I have a, a whole bunch more uh, of memorable moments. I'm really lucky to have lots of experiences in my life. One of the things I do want to say is my role at Purdue has changed. I started as the associate dean of research okay. and then moved into the dean position in 2017. So I actually... Didn't stay in the same job that whole long time.
0: See what happens when you're so good at what you do. <laughs> All righty. Well, again, uh, your book will we'll look forward to hearing about your book at some point then future years. Okay. <laughs> Let's move on really now into uh, the ag college itself. And it's always interesting to hear about the roots and a little bit on the history of when did it actually start and, and the mission and the core values. Uh,
1: happy to do that. And I always have to start with the Morrill Act, the Federal Land Grant Act, which passed in 1862, because each state was given land to start a university. And uh, the important thing is people think about the fact that people were given land as the main thing with the Land Grant Act with its name. But it really wasn't that. The big uh, takeaway from the Land Grant Act was it made education available to all, and particularly to the working class in agriculture and the mechanic arts. Before that, the only people that went to university were elite, really the upper echelon. So it has changed our society fundamentally. And I think that's a lesson we gotta continue to think about. The land that was given to Purdue was in Nebraska and lots of fighting over where the university should be. And then John Purdue stepped up with a financial commitment and a land commitment and started Purdue in 1869. First AD classes were uh, 1874, but apparently nobody came to class, Um, but they continued to hire faculty, and the first student graduated in 1882, and then, interestingly enough, in 1887, they developed the winter short courses, and those were really, really popular, often having more than a thousand people from around the state come to Purdue for those short courses, Uh, so It's just grown from there. And it's been really an exciting journey to watch how Purdue has grown. I will give you one more fun fact in this. Um, There's a statue of John Purdue at Purdue University, and he actually has a book in his hand. And when you look at what's written in that book, they actually have it open to the page of the Federal Land Grant Act. And I think it shows you the importance of it to Purdue University. So just a fun fact for your audience.
0: Um, That's fantastic.
1: Yeah, it's really neat. Um, And it was just coincidence. One day I said, I want to see what's in that book. You know, it's a bronze statue. I'm like, wow, it's the Land Grant Act. Uh, uh, Our mission, we just launched a new five-year strategic plan in 2021 called Growing a Sustainable Future. And I know many people think of sustainability just in terms of their industry and people, planet profit, Uh, I think about it across all our mission areas. For example, teaching, what it's about is developing students for a career in the future, making sure that they have great job opportunities and great opportunities in their life, and that's the sustainability of teaching. In research, it's about doing cutting-edge research that meets the needs of our producers, meets the needs of society. And last extension, an extension sustainability is about helping rural communities and helping them grow and thrive for the future. So that's the, kind of the context of our strategic plan.
0: Being, mm-hmm. being very proactive and really empowering to the students and empowering to the communities and, and working and addressing world ag issues as well. And you have continued to grow. How many uh, undergraduates and grad students do you have uh, right now? And what about the faculty as well?
1: Yeah. So we have a, uh, 2,791 undergraduates, about 2,800, 765 graduate students, and our our faculty are just shy of 300. So it's a large college, and we're still in all 92 counties, so we have staff in every county in the state uh, through our extension system.
0: Excellent. Now, how many departments within the college itself?
1: We actually have 11 academic departments, starting from very basic things like biochemistry, all the way through uh, horticulture and landscape, architecture, forestry, natural resources, food science, uh, animal sciences, egg uh, sciences, education and communications, just to name a few.
0: And as far as the actual uh, majors that are available, you, I, I was counting this, looking at some of your uh, website the other day, it looks like you have over 30 majors. Is that correct?
1: That is correct.
0: Um, just what-
1: exciting opportunities for students.
0: What would be a couple of the more popular ones right now? Uh,
1: So animal sciences would be, we have uh, close to 700 undergraduates in animal science, ag econ, also very, very popular. Uh, And then uh, biochemistry, biological engineering, and wildlife are also uh, popular majors. So all different opportunities for different students.
0: And the field of ag and the amount of ag careers that have, been made available. When you look at the last 15 to 20 years, now we're talking over 200 different types of possibilities. It's, it's a whole new world out there in terms of those opportunities for students.
1: You are absolutely right. And that's why we've got to continue to prepare our students for the future and to think and not just to know book or web information because uh, things keep on evolving and our students need to be prepared to do that.
0: It's not going to stop anytime soon. It doesn't look like.
1: That's right.
0: You have a lot of really wow statistics uh, and accomplishments in your college here. There's there's just a few that really stood out in my mind. One is that 97% of the graduates start their career or continue their education within one year uh, of after graduating. Now that is really, really off the charts. What do do you really attribute that to? Is it the faculty? Is it your your huge career, ag fair, all of those things and much more?
1: All of those things and much more. We, we do have a broad training of our undergraduates, so it helps them think about the future. We really encourage a wide range of experiences. So study abroad, working in a lab, joining clubs, really getting engaged. And I know our employers like that, students who are really engaged about their future. We encourage internships and uh, many of our students have multiple internships and multiple jobs when they graduate. Our ag career is the second largest in the nation, but. It's really about preparing that holistic student to go out into the world. Uh, that really makes a difference.
0: And really exploring those options so they can really find that right fit. You got it. Your faculty, we could do a whole show easily on your faculty, but I know uh, that you have several World Food Prize laureates, and that is no small feat right there. Exactly. Um,
1: I'll take a moment to mention those because. Uh, we're really proud of our World Food Prize laureates. Uh, we have Gabisa Jetta in agronomy, who helped develop striga-resistant sorghum, which brought many, many people out of uh, poverty. Uh, Phil Nelson, who is retired, but we have a whole building named after Phil, um, developed aseptic packaging, which is a way of packaging food that allowed container ships to transport around the world. But I like to use for people a more practical example, which is juice boxes. Bill Nelson invented the, the technology behind a juice box. And that's pretty amazing because a lot of us drink those boxes. Um, the third World Food Prize Laureate is Akin Adashina. He's uh, Ag Econ and he's president of the African Development Bank and he was a graduate of our college. So you had a uh, World Food Prize Laureate in food science, one in agronomy and one in Ag Econ. So I'm really proud of the accomplishments of our laureates as well as many of our other faculty
0: that is just that is just outstanding i don't know what else to say about that but that is truly outstanding and the difference that that is making worldwide you have also a very high individualized student to faculty ratio which is commendable hello hello yes you have hello? a very you have a you have a very high student to faculty ratio Uh, Very uh, in terms of the ratio of student-faculty.
1: Absolutely. And uh, we really value our students. And we like to bring in students from all different backgrounds. And they have lots of different faculty to interact with, as well as really good staff. And uh, anybody can find their fit. And we're trying to bring more people into agriculture. I think we all know agriculture needs lots of people from lots of diverse backgrounds. And one of the things we try to do that is bring people in. And our college, because of our uh, student to faculty ratio, we can give them individualized learning experiences, including undergraduate research. They can do double majors, minors, certificates, all sorts of things like that. They can be in a learning community. Uh, So really a great opportunity for them to get a variety of experiences. And and that's what we try to do is find students uh, and welcome students who want to find a place in agriculture, natural resources, food science, basic chem- biochemistry. We do have a large percentage of first-generation students also. And you know that student to faculty ratio really helps when you're new at the college experience. And we have a program with Ivy Tech, our community college, where there's a pathway where you can transfer from Ivy Tech to Purdue. And it's actually a co-enrollment and it's a really nice program
0: really having that individualized support there, spe- especially having that individualized support for new students, first year students coming in really has to make a difference and really help get them their feet on the ground and, and moving forward with their course of study at the college. Now, and you basically have answered my, my next question and that is really you're looking for students of diverse backgrounds to really that have that commitment for, for ag careers. And, and again, you've got so many pathways open to them what would be basically a few of the core first year ag courses that that ag students would take Yeah, would be relative to exactly what they're getting into too, but
1: you're exactly right. It's relative to what they get into, but um, we are uh, we have a college of ag orientation for all students. So they get an opportunity to see all the different kinds of opportunities. Um, so they take that intro course, usually one's college-wide, and then they have a separate one within their department. Um, if they're in animal science, they may take an intro to animal science, animal agriculture. Most of our students do take biology or chemistry that first year, maybe an ag econ class. A lot of our students are interested in that. But we that first year, the idea is to give them kind of a basics um, that's across all areas. And then uh, oral and written communication are are also important to get early in your career, but it's basics mixed with a little bit of their discipline. So they get a uh, chance to see, and the College of Ag Orientation is designed to give them an overview of all the different kinds of things they can do and kinds of careers that they may have never thought of.
0: Building the framework for them while at the same time giving them that early basically appetizer of, of, of career-specific or course-specific things in that area right off the get-go. Boy, the days have changed when I was in college. That didn't happen that soon then.
1: Yeah. Well, I right hear now, you. And-
0: yeah, that's just a whole new experience, and, and that is a major wow, getting their feet on the ground right from the get-go. Excellent yeah. Right now, we do need to take time out to salute all of our show partners that make our program possible, and that does include the Central Ohio Farm Bureau of Union, Madison, Delaware, and Franklin Counties, Liberty National Bank of Marysville, Ohio, UTC's Farm Market of Plain City, Ohio, and the Ohio Ecological Food and Farm Association. You'll find great products and services at all of our show partners. Well, let's move on now and look at some of those special programs and services uh, that your ag colleges provide. And I know, uh, again, this is entirely probably several shows worth of things, but just a little capsulized look at a few of these. And the first one that really stood out were international programs in agriculture.
1: Yeah, let me tell you a little bit about that. That really facilitates international activities in the college through collaboration with various educational institutions around the world, agencies and organizations throughout the world. Uh, so we work in about 60 countries and we really have the opportunity to improve agriculture, natural resources and food systems, but locally, regionally and around the world through these efforts. And it, it's, it's just a great opportunity to enrich not only Indiana, but well beyond those borders all across the world.
0: Excellent and you have uh, an international extension.
1: Yes, we do. Uh, It's really uh, neat and uh, it does help our extension locally, but we have a lot of programs around partnerships with farmers. Uh, There's programs called Farmer to Farmer Program, and it's much like extension in the US and it's helping working with farmers to help them build lives and livelihoods. Currently have a program in Trinidad and Tobago and these programs will focus on ag productivity, ag economics, harvesting, conservation methods. Um, because of COVID this last year, we partnered, we couldn't travel. And so we would partner with ver- various farmers from the US with some of these farmers in Trinidad and Tobago. So they could have real time discussion about some of the things that they care about in their industry. So they not only get the expertise of Purdue, they also get the real, the real-time farmer conversations that are so important. It both builds relationships and um, allows people to come away with new ideas. And it, we always hear it's a two-way street. Not only do we help other countries, but some of their ideas translate and to our farmers and help our farmers in what they are doing.
0: It's one thing to research something like online. It's a whole nother thing to really have a face-to-face interaction with somebody that has that professional expertise in that ag area. So again, making much deeper connections and building relationships for the future that are, as you said, win-win certainly. Absolutely. You also have a a study abroad for students?
1: Yep. Uh, Study abroad is just a fantastic experience for our students. Uh, They go to many different countries and I always tell our students, so We have interesting programs because we have one week, one month, and whole year long programs. And some of our students um, may never have studied, may never have gone abroad. They may never have even left Indiana. And so you can do a one week guided program with one of our faculty to a country and learn something about that country. For example, sustainability in Costa Rica and if you've never traveled, I really encourage our students who have never traveled to start with a one-week experience, a guided experience. It gives them a safe way of exploring another country. And often that leads to them doing many study abroads and just really broadens their perspective of the world and how things happen within the world. They learn about culture. They learn about the landscape. They'll learn about the practices used. They may help in some type of project. So just a great experience for our students. Before COVID, um, 30% of our students had gone on to study abroad. Obviously, with COVID, that went to zero for a while. And uh, as of this March, we're going to uh, have students on study abroad once again.
0: Perfect. And really enriching their whole experience in the field of ag and what's going on. You have... Uh, again, as I said, over 30 majors. And again, I know that would be several shows in itself, but just one or two more here, we wanna mention uh, aquatic science certainly must be taking on added interest with the whole focus on aquaculture and how it's coming into play more and more.
1: Exactly, and and that a lot of those students are uh, interested in freshwater systems, not just aquaculture. So um, a lot of learning about fish and fisheries research and fisheries management is really important in that area. And then we also have some aquaculture courses for those students. The whole area of controlled environment, ag continues to grow and we're excited about all the things they can do. That major has been growing quite fast. So we're excited uh, for those students and for that expansion of our, our curriculum.
0: And food science is certainly a has to be a major focus with the rising projections of global population, uh, the farmland shrinking, uh, the need for sustainable food sources. So I imagine that that's a a focal point as well.
1: Oh yeah, that's a great major. um, You know, it's all about chemistry of food, processing of food, food safety, developing new products. We have a great pilot uh, plant. And so we have student we have a new product called boiler bee honey it's now a couple years old which is a partnership between entomology and our students in food science who then uh, made the whole uh, honey product that we now sell in what's called our butcher block so really exciting to see those kind of opportunities the student who started that is just graduating now and has a job at a multinational and just really excited about what she learned at Purdue and some of the uh, practical experience she got in our pilot plant.
0: Perfect. Now, besides all the courses and the majors that you do, I don't know if if everybody realizes the scope of other services. You've mentioned the research that your faculty does around the world. um, But extension uh, services and extension programs have also been a very, very critical part of providing service and support right to the local communities around the state. And I know that uh, the 4-H programs in in states are typically run and coordinated through the ag colleges. I see that you have over 121,227 youth engaged in 4-H programs in your state.
1: Yes, we do. Uh, First, I just want to bring up, we still have extension personnel in all 92 counties in Indiana, which um, is a testament to the value of extension because those are partnerships with the community. They put in money as well as the money from the university the counties do in order to keep extension really strong in their state. We our four H programs continue to evolve a lot on STEM education we're doing right now around uh, technology and digital ag. We have an extension UAV program. Uh, we have a robotics program as well as those programs. We obviously have a very strong livestock program also around the state and around County fairs and things like that. So just, uh, It is great to have that level of engagement within the state. And it's not just 4-H, it's 4-H, it's community development, it's agriculture and natural resources, and so lots of different opportunities to make sure that, as a land grant, we do meet the needs of the people in the state and work with them directly to answer the problems uh, that they may have or to work with them to solve those problems.
0: Over 10,540 learning sessions in Extension as well. I see statewide there that you have. And as you said, and I know the Master Gardener program in many states is uh, very strong as well. So I'd imagine that you have engagement of that sort of thing at the Extension as well. We do.
1: We have a strong Master Gardener program. Uh, We have a strong regional and community development program. Uh, We have a nice new partnership on mental health Uh, program to bring to our rural communities that's between us uh, the um, health department as well as the state department of agriculture which is really really needed I think many of our people know that rural farm families are under a lot of stress right now and this is a program to help identify those people and provide tools that uh, can help in the mental health uh, framework.
0: And that is an issue I know around the country with the, what we're dealing with on an international level and the shortage of the warehouse, is the storage of food supply, the transport of food products across the country, uh, the, web, the, the environmental factors as well, it all adds into it. So Again, great job on that front as well. Well, it's obvious to me that you have just an awesome array of really top-rated possibilities in ag for students of diverse backgrounds. You're supporting local, state, and international projects with your staff and your faculties, and you really have many, many pathways for future success, and I know that if I could stop the clock right now and we could easily talk probably for five or six hours, I'm not sure we would still get to the bottom line of everything that you've got going <laughs> on there, Karen. <laughs> but, you know, you you have really whetted our appetite, uh, given, given us really a great capsulized look at some of the outstanding things that you have going on. A couple of closeout questions for you. And That is, uh, you know, I always like to look in that great ag crystal ball. And boy, don't you wish we could just like shatter that and see all the way clearly through that? Yeah. But if if you look, let's be brave here, and if you look three to five years down the road, what do you see evolving and implications for your action plans there at your ag college at Purdue?
1: Yeah, Uh, digital agriculture and data science is probably, as we look down the road, will become more and more a a part of agriculture and something our students need to be really adept at. We have a new data-driven agriculture minor for undergraduates. Uh, We have an applied data analytics master's program online. We have a strong UAV program around the state, but this area is going to continue to grow. Agriculture is in the bottom in terms of using these digital tools for the future. This is an area our students have to be trained. Our extension professionals have to be trained and our research continues to evolve because this is where opportunities are that are going to make a real difference for the future. The other thing obviously is environmental factors and making sure (coughs) that Those are knitted together environment production and production ag that we provide the best ecosystem for the future.
0: (coughs) Environmental issues uh, certainly are continuing to come more and more into play uh, with everything going on uh, with the climate changing and all of that, too. So, again, moving forward again, being really looking ahead, planning ahead, mapping out plans and strategy to meet all of those needs uh, here in the future. You're all over social media. Uh, So what are a couple of the best platforms for people to really find out detailed information about the college?
1: They can uh, follow our Twitter and Facebook, Colleges Purdue Ag. So that's a great way to follow us uh, both on Twitter and Facebook. They can also do Purdue Ag Dean uh, for Twitter. And we have an Instagram account with the same name, Purdue Ag. So any of those tools could be really helpful for people. Uh, And I'd love for them to follow me. That'd be great fun and uh, continue to follow what we're doing and also provide input into what we're doing.
0: I will post uh, several of those uh, resource sites uh, for your college up on That's Agritastic Facebook page later today uh, as an added resource for people and certainly encourage everybody to uh, follow you and all of the things that you have going there at the Purdue University College of Ag. Now, what is a final message that you'd really like to leave, uh, Karen, with all our listeners about the current state of the Purdue, Purdue University College of Ag?
1: <clears throat> okay, we're excited about Purdue agriculture, and I think you can hear that. We are number seven in the U.S. and number 15 in the world, according to the QS World Rankings. And I want students to know we welcome all students to come find their fit in the college, whether it's ag production, natural resources, creating new food products. We have opportunities for all of them. We also are in all 92 counties in Indiana, and we an impact globally on our food system. Cutting-edge research that can make an impact in agriculture, and our real goal is to make a difference in the world, in agriculture, food systems, our natural resources. That's what we want to do. We value the land-grant mission and doing that both locally and globally.
0: Karen, I can't thank you enough for your time, your professional talent, uh, for being on the show and really sharing us a wealth of really value-added information about the outstanding Purdue College of Agriculture. Hey, kudos to you for your leadership there. Kudos to you and your, all of your faculty for making a difference locally in local communities statewide and around the world and enhancing the lives and, and putting the paths out for the students to continue their ag careers and wishing you and your team much continued success in the future. Hey, we'll look forward to checking back and checking in with you at a later time.
1: Thank you so much, Pete. Really enjoyed talking with you, and happy to talk with you for five or six hours
0: if you want. Uh, I would love to do that if we could if we could stop that that clock. But hopefully we could hopefully we can check back again later sometime this year. Would love to do that to to follow up on a few more specific types of things. So and talk to some of your other faculty as well. And as we wrap up, a final note of of acknowledgement for all of our show partners. That includes the Central Ohio Farm Bureau of Union, Madison, Delaware, and Franklin Counties, a grassroots membership organization dedicated to sustaining and growing agriculture through policy advocacy, professional development, resource provisions, and outstanding member benefits. You can find them on Facebook at Central Ohio Farm Bureau. For additional information, you can contact Melinda Lee, the organization director, M. Lee at OFBF.org. That's mlee at OFBF.org. UTC's Farm Market of Plain City, Ohio. It's your one-stop shop for all your favorite Amish cheeses, deli meats, far- fresh farm products, baked goods, and much more. They're open Monday to Saturday, 9 to 5 on Converse Huff Road off of Route 42 in Plain City, you can find them online at youtsefarmmarket.com and you can also order online. You can find them on Facebook, Yutsi's Farm Market. It's worth the drive. Find them at yutsey's That's yutsey's farm market. Dot com liberty national bank of marysville ohio offering great rates for ag commercial and residential customers combined with highly individualized customer service check them out online at liberty office marysville and the ohio ecological food and farm association cultivating a future in which sustainable and organic farmers thrive local food nourishes our communities and ag practices protect and enhance our environment Now's the perfect time to become a member, and with the 43rd annual conference coming up real soon here in mid-February, offering year-round membership benefits of organic certification, educational events, added technical support, and great resources, go to OEFFA.org today. That's OEFFA.org. Your patronage and support of all of our show partners makes a huge positive difference. Well, join us again as we continue our ag journey across the country, and you can follow us on Facebook at That's Agritastic for the latest show information, details, special ag announcements, events, and much more. Until the next time, make it an Agritastic week.